hi. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the fear, okay? The fear, it's real, it's horrible, and it's crippling, and it's something that I suffered tremendously with. Um, so hopefully you found yourself a really good train, training academy with all the information I provided on my previous episode. Um, you did all your training, it all went well, and now you're all set up, okay? Um, so now you've just got to get going. Um, sometimes that's a lot easier said than done, um, certainly in my case. Um, as I said, I was just crippled with anxiety of what could go wrong and all the complications. Um, part of that was having very good training and being very knowledgeable <laughs> because when you are knowledgeable about everything that can go wrong, it does put the element of fear upon you. Um, my anxiety was just terrible. I struggled with it desperately, you know, to the point when I was actually doing the training myself. Um, I was shaking so badly. I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was having an anxiety attack. I couldn't put the needle in when I was doing dermal filler. Um, the trainer had to like get my hand and force me to do it. Um, I don't know if that's the safest or not, but I don't know if I actually would have gone through with it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm speaking from experience here and this is what these podcasts are all about that I'm doing all these episodes. There's something that I've been through personally and things that have helped me. Okay. So I know it's not going to sound great and it's going to sound a bit obvious, but the first thing that you need to do um, to get over the fear is just to get on with it. Um, now, I rolled my eyes when I was told this and I just thought, come on, there's got to be better advice than this. Um, but unfortunately, you just got to start ASAP. No excuses and do not procrastinate. Okay. Um, I had every excuse under the book. Um, my room wasn't 100% done at the time. Um, I work from um, as well as a clinic um, where I work for somebody. I also um, have a at home salon um, slash clinic. And, you know, there were things like my pamper sleeves hadn't arrived and, you know, every excuse that I could think of um, just so that I didn't have to get someone in and inject them. Um, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fully in, in afford my insurance this month. I'll wait till next month. Um, when in reality, everything was completely possible, but I was just looking for excuses. I was looking for reasons not to pay my insurance so that I wouldn't have to start. And I was like, I'll pay that next month. Um, and yeah, it was just excuse after excuse, but it's the worst thing that I could do. After you do the training, you need to start straight away. Okay, immediately. Look, you do the training on the Monday, you get someone in on Tuesday, if at all possible. Okay, um, and you need to do friends and family. They're going to be your absolute lifeline at the beginning, okay? Especially if you're doing like a clinic at home or something like that, you need um, the research of what products you may need, um, and you you have a pe you have a piece of paper and a pen. You bring them in. So, just for example, let's say that I'm doing my mum. We all love our mums. They're the best models ever. Um, so supportive, and um, especially my one. Um, and plus, they love getting a cheap treatment as well. Um, and you can be completely relaxed and yourself in front of them too. Okay, so you need someone that you're going to be able to not worry about too much. So that's why friends and family are great base. Okay. So I bring my mum into my at home um, set up salon. Okay. I go through the consultation with her like she is a normal customer. I sit her on the chair, 
During the consultation, I'll take notes. And these are my personal notes, like, are the chairs comfortable? Do I need to add a pillow to them um, in the consultation? Have I missed anything out that's really important? Do I need to get myself templates to tick off to make sure that I'm telling the client everything they need to know? And you sort of do like a reenactment as if these people are proper customers, okay? So, Don't just bring your friends and family in and say, right, don't worry, darling, sit there. Don't worry, don't do this. Don't like treat it as a proper reenactment as if they are real clients. And trust me, it really does work and it really does help because you'll find out things as you're going through it. It's like, oh, well, I maybe don't have um, enough face masks or I've run out of this product nearly immediately. Or you, you'll just pick up things along the way that will be really, really helpful for you. Maybe, the, you know, someone's sitting down in the chair and you can see that the sun's in their eye. Have you got the correct blinds for it? Um, so it's just really, really good for getting the clinic set up or your salon set up um, for real customers, okay? Um also, um, you know, don't charge your friends and family a fortune. I mean, if you can, that's great, but you just want to get them in and you want to get them worked on, okay? Um, another good tip is um, to get models if you are feeling very uncomfortable and you have the fear, okay? Um, there's a lot of debate about this. You know, my trainer says, don't get models, just charge full price and get people in straight away and earn money. Um, That wasn't something that I felt completely comfortable with. I wanted to do cheap model rates and I wanted to be very honest and say like that I'm a new injector, I am fully qualified, I am fully insured, but I am looking for models, okay, to build my portfolio. I don't give them too much information. I don't tell them that I've only been qualified like a day or two. I tell them that I have done injecting before and I'm not lying because I did do it on my training and I'm able to provide evidence of that and I can show them pictures okay so you want to be honest but you also don't want to frighten people either okay there is a fine line um and you think where do I get the models okay so there's lots of different options you can go um on Facebook group which I absolutely love um I don't know the exact name but if you just um search for aesthetic models London or aesthetic models Manchester or wherever you're based or it can even be more broad than that it can be just aesthetic models UK um and what will happen is there'll be groups that you can follow and that you can enter and um you can just put out what you're looking for okay um I do recommend to keep your prices very low and very cheap on this um cover your costs obviously but um it isn't as easy to get models on these sites as you may think okay so I do see some people advertising for example profilo you can buy profilo for like a hundred pounds and they're asking for models for 200 pounds and they're just not getting any response so to not be greedy you need to put your prices for what the product is really and advertise for a hundred maybe 110 pounds okay and that will cover everything that will cover the product that will cover your delivery and your fee and everything else okay um you're not trying to make money on this i mean you can if you want um, Um, But if you want to get over the fear, which this episode is all about, um, you just need to continue continuously work. So I really recommend that you just try and draw the models in. And to do that, you need cheap rates. Okay. Um, So I know a few Facebook pages are good for that. Not just one, there's several, there's loads. Just keep advertising. You may not get a response. Keep 
advertising, advertise daily, okay? Um, also, what I recommend is to um, go over your training notes regularly, um, do independent research, you know, go on YouTube, keep looking, keep yourself active and involved in the business of aesthetics, okay? Um, just because you've done your training, um, I don't think it stops there. I think you continuously do the training. You just immerse yourself into the world of aesthetics, okay? And then, you know, I, I'm a big fan. I know Dr. Tim Pierce um, on YouTube. Um, he doesn't like um, non-medics or he doesn't work with non-medics, should I say. Um, but he's really informative. And I just, you know, I'll, I'll be, sorry if it's too much information, but I'll even be in the bath, <laughs> like with it on in the background. I'll be cooking the dinner with it on in the background, just so that I'm keeping myself like up to date with the current trends, with new information, with um, just learning, you know. I don't think that you can ever learn too much about this subject. Um, there's so much to learn about. It's so interesting. There's different techniques. There's different complications. And just being really, really informed is going to make you a great injector. Um, and it also just keeps your mind um, with the goal and the vision that you are going to be working in this industry and to not let the fear take over. Um, I have seen some courses um, online um, which are called Shadowing Days. Um, I haven't done this personally, but um, there are some clinics that you pay a small fee. Um, don't quote me on this, guys, but um, it could be like £100, £200. And what you can do is you can be with an injector for the day and you can just watch them work and you can ask them questions. Um, I think this is really good, especially if you have the fear like I did. Um, what I did is when I first qualified, I wrote to um, several academies um, and training centres and um, independent injectors. And I just asked if I could watch them. And in return, I offered them um, some money or I said I could help out with admin as um, that was my previous occupation. Um, I I think I messaged about 60 people and I got one response. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it it's probably not great to go down that avenue, but I do suggest that if you can go to one that's offering that, um, as in offering it as a service, it will save you a lot of time and energy like myself that was emailing several, well, a lot of people and didn't get a response from hardly anyone. Luckily, the one clinic that I did get a response from, um, I did do a lot of shadowing and it helped me more than I, I could ever put into words. It was amazing. Um, thank God that I was with a professional injector and um, I learned so much so so much so I do recommend if you can get somewhere to shadow or do some shadowing days that would be great another thing that I did when I was um first um getting into the industry was I literally just walked in with a um a letter which was a brief description of me who I was what I wanted um and I just walked into aesthetic clinics locally so they could see me you know I put on some makeup I made sure I looked really nice um not overboard and I just walked in and I said can I speak to the manager I said you know this is my name this is who I am I I would love to shadow um if you if you have any opportunities or availability um and and I think sometimes when they can actually see you face to face, um, I think it makes a big impression. And I had a lot of um, 
response from that, which was great. Um, also, um, be prepared. What will help you with the fear is to know that you're prepared if something goes wrong, okay? So, have your first aid kit, especially if you're doing dermal filler. Make sure that you have everything that you need. Make sure that you have, like, your aspirin. Make sure that you have, like, your hot compress. Um, make sure you have your EpiPen because, you know, you, you have to be prepared for these eventualities. Like, Things can go wrong. You could be the best injector in the world. You could be doing it 14, 15 years and something could still go wrong, okay? So you have to be prepared. What gives me a lot of um, security in doing this is that I know that I have everything for anything. <laughs> so if anything is to go wrong, I know I can deal with it. Like I've printed off how like a sort of um, poster of how to deal with anaphylactic shock, because I know if it did happen in my clinic and I'm on my own, I will forget everything. I will panic. So I have a very simple step one, step two, step three, and my EpiPen ready to hand. Okay. So it's there. I know uh, and I get a lot of security from that. I know that if anything's to happen, I can deal with it, okay? So that is another thing. Just make sure that you're prepared, okay? I don't recommend starting it. I know I said to start ASAP, but if you're not prepared and you haven't got these things in place, then do not start. This is so important. This is more important than having the clinic room up and ready to a good standard. I mean, it is as important as as insurance. Like, to me, it's just, like, it's the pinnacle. You have to be prepared for something to go wrong, okay? So that is the number one. And that should ironically help your fear being prepared for the worst will help you control the fear um and then okay another good thing um to control the fear is consultation tell the clients what can go wrong like be completely honest like I will sit there and tell my clients there is a risk that I can give you a VO, a vascular occlusion. You know, there is a risk I'm going to block an artery. There is a risk that I'm going to block a vein. You know, there is a risk that something can go wrong here. Um, however, I also tell them that I have everything um, on me if it does go wrong and I'm able and I'm trained and I'm able to take the right um, approach to anything happening that is of a dire situation so you know tell them that the risk is small like you have to understand like a vo is a very very small chance it happens absolutely but it, it isn't happening like every single time you inject someone um it is a low low risk and that's why finding a good a training academy is also so important because if you're getting trained correctly and to a higher standard the risk will also be very low um Another thing that should help you, or it helped me, um, was knowing that the more that I injected, the better of an injector I become, okay? So, you know, trying to stop myself doing injections because I'm so scared of it is actually not making me a good injector. I need to inject a lot of people to become a very good, safe injector, um, so it's a bit of a weird scenario there, um, but that helped me overcome the fear. So if I want to be the best injector possible and I want really, really low complications happening from any of my procedures, 
I have to inject a lot of people. So I just have to get over it and do it because that's what's going to make me really safe. Um, so I don't know if that helps you, but that, that thought process really did help me. And also, I mean, just remember that, you know, you should be scared. Like I said, you're dealing with some very serious treatments here. Like being scared is good, okay? And just make sure that you're consulting the clients, like I said. And if you're consulting them, they know they know the risk, okay? Make sure they know the risk. And again, that brings me some comfort. Like if anything is to go wrong, I can I can sit there. And I, and I know I can sleep at night because I told that person, this is what could go wrong, okay? And if something does go wrong, it's how you deal with it, okay? Like, bad things happen. Unfortunately, we're dealing, in that, we're, we're dealing with things in that industry and bad things do happen. But the best thing that you can do is be able to deal with it, okay? So do you have the post support there? Um, on my previous episode, if you listen to it, it was to get a training academy that you could contact and you could get that post support, okay? But sometimes they're not always the most reliable. Sometimes, you know, even they go on holiday, they need a break, they might be in treatments and you've got something to deal with there and then and you can't get hold of them. And that's, you know, that's okay, that happens. Someone can't be there 24-7, Um without doubt to help you they also have their own academies and everything that they have to deal with um but hopefully you do have some good post support training i did see somewhere um faces okay f a c e s which is where you get all your consent forms like i said this podcast is non-promotional i'm not affiliated with them in any way like they're multi-million pound business um i trust me i'm i'm just on my own doing my thing i don't get any money for this but faces um they sent an email out to people that you know use their um site and they offer um like um a monthly payment fee i can't remember how much it is like should have done my research better like 5 or 6 pound a month i can't remember it could be a bit more could be a bit less and it gives you um i think a 24 hour um support line where you have access to advisors to i think medically trained advisors where they can help you with any complications um, so you, you, I don't know how it works, but I imagine you pay the fee to faces and then you get given the number, you get given a code or a reference where you can call up and you can speak to someone and say like, this client has a bruise. I'm really worried about it. Send them a picture, etc., And they can talk you through it. So I just thought that was a really, really good idea for anyone who's like really struggling with the fear and, you know, doesn't have anyone who can who they can call on for support or just feels like they want someone there no matter what so that's a really really good um good thing that they offer um also facebook groups again facebook groups uh, they have like some um groups called like aesthetic help and support for non-medics um like I think post-training support groups in aesthetics, that kind of thing. Type that in Facebook and there's loads of them, okay? Literally tens of them or hundreds of them, okay? And go on these sites and they're actually very, very supportive. So an example, if you've had a client in and they've got a really bad bruise and you're not sure if it is a VO or not, you've done the capillary refill test hopefully, but that's for another episode. But if you're not sure, you can post this on the Facebook site 
and um, on the aesthetic help and support sites. And like people will comment and they will give their opinion on um, what they think you should do. Okay. Um, so that's another thing. I just recommend joining them anyway, so that you can see other, other people's complications. And it will give you like a good idea of oh, that is just a bruise or that's that's actually something a bit more serious. And it'll, you know, it'll come up with things that you've never heard of before, maybe like the Tyndall effect and go, oh, I didn't know that could happen. I didn't know that could be a complication. Um, and it just, it educates you. It makes you more aware. In my opinion, it makes you a better injector um, because other people talk about their experience. They talk about what they did wrong, what they did right. Um, and it's just really informative. Again, I don't think you can be like, over-educated in this subject. So I do recommend those Facebook groups. They really helped me. Um, and yeah, just just keep researching, just keep being educated and just keep, you know, learning about things. Um, but these are the hints and tips that help me. I hope they help you. Um, but unfortunately, you just have to get on with it. <laughs> And honestly, once you've done a couple of clients by yourself, you know, hopefully you'll love it and you'll feel a lot more confident and each client that you do and when you see that you're that you are good, that you do get good results, that things do go right and 9 times out of 10 things will go right and not wrong. Um you you'll be okay. Um, it isn't an industry for the faint-hearted, trust me. It's one of the hardest things that I've had to do, um, just emotionally more than mentally, um, because I do suffer from such high anxiety. Um, but to me, it's also one of the most rewarding, um, and I, and I enjoy every minute of it, um, Maybe not so much the fear, <laughs> but I do enjoy it. Um, I hope these um, hints and tips have helped you. Um, if you have any questions, get in touch and good luck.